This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. I know I may be young, but I've got feelings too. Like that. Hello, and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. Today I am joined by the lovely, lovely Dino Fetcher. How are you doing, Dino? Hey, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm I'm really, really good. I am currently recovering from Pride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel your pain. It, it, it was an intense one. How, how was your Pride? Mine was great, actually. Yeah, really fun. Lots of uh, drinking out in Soho Square in the park, lots of glitter. Yeah, did yeah. you, were you in the parade this year? No, I wasn't in the parade, but I watched it, it was great. Yeah. And then we moved on down to Soho Square and then finished the festivities with Sink the Pink. Well, uh, Sink the Pink can't go wrong. Yeah, did you go? Uh, I didn't, I didn't. I've been to Sink the Pink many, many a time mm-hmm. and I love everything they do. I think it's incredible and also Mighty Hoopla every year is amazing, but Pride is so busy that I just no. couldn't, couldn't get down there. It was literally literally like a sauna I was wearing oh my gosh like denim uh, pink dungarees as you do for my costume and we just sweat yeah. sweat like ringable well, everyone was like Phew. it was like slave for you the video <laughs> <laughs> well I was out on the streets wearing nothing but a pair of wings and I was dripping wet as well so I can only imagine how hot it was inside yeah. Um, obviously, there was a bit of controversy around Pride in the parade. I don't know if you heard this. I did. Is this with turf? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So eight women um, stormed the beginning of the parade, and mm-hmm. they kind of refused to let the p- yeah, parade begin. Um, and they kind of had very transphobic messaging, and they were just refusing to let it start. Um, and obviously, that caused a lot of problems. But because they weren't actually committing a criminal offence, mm-hmm. it was very difficult for them to be removed. Um, so they actually end up leading the parade. They kind of walked five minutes ahead of the rest yeah. of the parade and they walked ahead of the, because the big rainbow flag is what yeah. officially starts it. And they mm. actually walked five minutes ahead of that. So they were separated. But it, it kind of had this thing where you it's had awful. these transphobic people marching through the streets, which was absolutely terrible. It's, it's totally confusing. Like, it baffles me. I don't understand how members of our own community are, are kind of from within our ranks causing this kind of division and hatred it makes me so desperately sad yeah me too really sad well they because yeah because they were lesbian women themselves and i just think i don't understand how one marginalized group can discriminate against another exactly when there's like when you're a group of people who knows how it feels to be uh marginalized and persecuted to then turn around and tell someone no you're not valid you you know that acceptance that small bit of acceptance, especially within our own LGBT mm-hmm. community, you're not allowed it on, yeah. on Pride. Yeah, I thought it was awful. What I did think was great, though, was this. There was, I mean, there was a very weird. I've seen videos and things, and I had friends who were in the crowd, and there was this very odd kind of atmosphere because people didn't realise what was happening. People who were who had lined the streets to mm. watch the parade, they didn't realise yeah, that it had been seized. Um, so it kind of ended up with this weird situation of people like cheering and shouting, seeing people in the distance coming, thinking it's the beginning of the parade, really cheering them on. And then as they get closer and as they actually saw what the signs say, it kind of dipped from cheering and excitement yeah. to kind of silence. And then people shouting at them and screaming at them. And, you know, I think it's great that people stood up for trans people in that moment because it Absolutely. would have been very easy to just kind of idly stand by. But a lot of people actually spoke up, which yeah, is... And that in itself is inspiring to see that. It is, it is. So I think although, you know, eight people tried to ruin it, the fact that 30,000 people marched and the fact that, you know, almost a million people turned up to yeah. celebrate says 
says, says a, lot. a lot a lot more than what they said i think yeah, yeah absolutely well let's talk a little bit about you dino so you are on humans That's right, um yeah. tell me a little it's a, it's a really big show right now so tell mm. me a little bit about it because you play like a, a like a, a android cyborg That's right. i play a, what's called a synthetic or like synth for short okay so i'm basically the show is about these kind of humanoid android robots it's like in a, in a universe that is now but parallel where if you imagine like alexa and syria in humanoid um form so that okay. these like look exactly like people and they are in all these jobs like factory workers uh, nannies and implemented in in society and then they gain consciousness and it's about what it is to be a to to be a human being and those are the first two series yeah and then and this is the third series which is uh which is where i joined and i'm a new orange-eyed synthetic Ooh. called stanley oh we like stanley so yeah he's like <laughs> <laughs> he's like a, a bodyguard chauffeur pa cleaner nanny okay extraordinaire um I've, I've heard people kind of say that the show has almost like black mirror kind of yeah. vibes like it it's it's very it's it's almost like scarily close to reality yes, sometimes yeah. and it has like some real political themes absolutely yeah well that's what's great about it, especially this series it draws so many parallels to politically the, the kind of polarization that's happening now in society uh, draws all these parallels to kind of where we are with uh, with politics with things like um, the refugee situation um, and it comments on them in such an amazing creative way that really yeah. gets you to thinking yeah which is one of the things i love about the show yeah no it's 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 it sounds incredible and that's on it's on channel four currently that's what, it literally we just had our um finale last thursday so okay. it just finished but it's still on um in america on amc i think they've got like two more episodes to go okay and and will we be expecting you back for a fourth well yeah fingers crossed fingers so crossed we're waiting to see hear about the recommission okay but um i mean i don't want to ruin it if you're watching it now but i could come back or unless i die if you haven't seen the end oh but, well i don't know what happened well, so i don't want to accidentally like <laughs> push you into a spoiler or anything yeah. like that um and how, and how do you feel kind of like being an LGBT plus actor, how do you feel about your space in the industry? Do you feel like you kind of... Do you feel there is enough representation? Um, I, I definitely feel like starting out, it was something I was very afraid of. Yeah. I always had a sense of... You're always kind of told... Uh, well, not directly necessarily, but a few times, but it's kind of like encouraged to keep it under wraps that it's maybe a negative thing, that if you want to get these roles... You know, don't tell people. But um, I mean, I spent so many years in the closet in Wales. Yeah. And um, I just think it's quite toxic. And I didn't. It wasn't something I wanted to continue to do. Yeah. And I think making decisions based on fear isn't like a good thing. So I just thought, screw it. I'd, I'd rather be out and just have it out there. And if I don't have a problem with it, then maybe everyone else won't. But um, I do feel it's definitely getting better. Yeah. Like the roles I've got, like before humans, I was. Um, a lead for a ITV and Netflix show okay. for Paranoid. I was playing a straight role. Yeah. So it's never like closed me down in terms terms of avenues for different roles, and, I, and I've had lots of amazing opportunities. And um, yeah, I do feel representation is getting a lot better. Yeah. And slowly it is changing, especially like, like like talking about Pride. This year, I felt a real different presence. I just felt like you know like corporate companies and stuff, and it was just it just suddenly felt. Like Elevated. everyone's getting behind you know I mean? it now. Exactly. And I feel like change happens when people have the courage to stand up. Yeah. And if that's just by being out and saying I am who I am, you know, then you're, you're 
playing a part, I think. Yeah. So would that be your advice to anyone like a, a young actor kind of trying to make a break into the world? Would it to be authentically themselves? Just, you know, if, I mean, if they're gay, trans, whatever it is, just... Yeah be yourself and say that openly i mean i couldn't you know give advice it's it's very it was a very personal decision i of think of course yeah you know i was it was something i knew that would uh make me much happier and be able to look at myself uh, in the mirror yeah um but i i definitely would say yeah always being your authentic self is just so much better for you and i get letters and messages from people just just from my uh just from the fact that i'm out and when people find out other like young gay people or just gay people in general, and it and it's really inspiring to them, and gives yeah. them kind of, you know, not to be corny, hope or uh, no, absolutely a sense of pride about it, which is great. And if I can do that for for one kid or something, then it feels it, like it's, it's worth amazing. It. Well, it sounds like uh, <laughs> Miss America, though. Uh, I, I think I, I think it's really easy for people like um, me and you to almost forget like how difficult it yeah. can be to grow because you know we we've been there and done that. That was a long time absolutely. ago for us now, but. You know, if I really think back to it, I remember watching TV and feeling like I there was nobody. Yeah. And you oh know, God, I remember. I think I think Graham Norton yes, was the only gay exactly. man I could think of. And absolutely no disrespect to Graham, mm-hmm. but because he was an older man and he was very like, you know, camp and and, and funny and all of these uh-huh. things, I, I I couldn't see myself in him. Yeah. And he was my only role model. And I it. it it, it was difficult not being able to see people. So, yeah. you know, um, having young people seeing all different kinds exactly. of types of LGBT plus people. What you just said is exactly the same for me. I grew up in a in, in Wales, in Cardiff, but I lived with my dad in kind of a small village for a long time. And there was there was no one who was gay. Yeah. I didn't really understand the concept of it. I was so kind of, it was so alien to me. So I think it is really important for people to be able to see people they can relate to in uh, in the media. Yeah. Because it's, it's a real strong crutch totally yeah. yeah do you remember how old you were when you met your first gay person or lgbt plus person i think i was like um probably like 16 or 17 yeah that i knew yeah i it was, was like <gasps> <laughs> it was it was exactly the same for me. I was I was 16 years old and I was actually having a conversation with a very close friend of mine the other day. She is a, a straight woman and she's currently 33 years old. And we were having a conversation around trans people. And I just said, I says, do, do you actually know any trans people? Do you actually have any trans friends? And she says, no, to my knowledge, I've not met a trans person. And that, and that almost blew my mind that she was 33 yeah. years old yeah. and had never met a single trans person. Yeah. So imagine growing up trans exactly and, you know how are you supposed to have role models and it's the same being gay but i think you know for trans people yeah. it's even it's on a next level so exactly. yeah totally it can be so isolating and you can feel so lonely so even if you can i don't know see someone on a tv it will give you strength yeah and and, and speaking of tv you were also in cucumber banana tofu it was, yeah. i was a huge fan <laughs> yeah. of that show i just thought that show was one because it was so like so much about sex and yeah. sexuality and it was just Dirty and gritty and fun, and but also like made some like really profound statements yeah, and Russell things. Russell T Davis, he's a genius, absolute yeah. legend, because he wrote Queer as right, Folk as well. Folk, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was amazing. It was like so I'd um, only left drama school the year before, so I was in a play in the West End, and then this was like my first big job. So it was such an honour to get to work on something with Russell T Davis yeah. and and just these amazing cast and and creatives. It was it was so great. It was an amazing film. And that was that your first LGBT plus role? Yeah. It yeah. was my first TV role and it was uh yeah, my first LGBT 
plus roll. Well, that, that's absolutely amazing. Um, let's have a little bit of music. Um, let's have. Have you heard the new Years and Years album yet? I haven't, but I've heard the single and it's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, this this is a this is a song from the album. This is my favourite song from the album. This is Howl. Okay. I, I absolutely adore Ollie Alexander's voice. I could just listen to it all day long. He's very talented. He's a very, very talented yeah. man. Um, Dino, I wanted to talk to you about Mighty Hoopla. Because yeah. that's where we met, albeit very, 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 very briefly. briefly. Yeah. Um, I'd had a few beverages um, <laughs> and I was enjoying myself. What, what, was it your first, first Hoopla? It was, yeah. It was my first time. Um, all my friends went last year and raved about it. So okay. we went in an even bigger group this year. And, and and what did what did you make of it? It was great. Yeah. I loved it. I really loved it. I'm quite bad at um, festival things because I'm such a like I have a really short attention span, so <laughs> I hate standing around and waiting. So yeah. I just often I was just like running about with my friends and I missed somebody to act. But I saw Lily Allen. Okay, good. And she was she was great. I I, I feel like in that kind of environment, I never like try and yes, get, same, make sure. I, oh, I need same. to go see this person. I need to go see this person because it never happens. Exactly. I just kind of like bounce around. You just and like see what stress happens. yourself out, don't you? It's like, yeah. yeah. What I love about Hoopla is, and uh, you know, it's, it, I feel like it's very similar to Pride in the kind of atmosphere and the community yeah. feeling. You know, it, it is predominantly LGBT plus people yeah. there. And there's just such a wonderful, welcoming vibe. And I feel like it is something that as gay people, you know, we those spaces are so important. You know, yeah. I, I, I think it's only when I'm in that space when I realize, gosh, I can fully be myself without yeah. any kind of fear or you know like even just like holding somebody's hand in the street although i do it and i feel confident in doing it there's i think there's a big difference there's always that tiny little niggling Absolutely. voice and i think maybe people outside of the lgbt plus community don't really fully appreciate yeah how that feels of course well if you've never if you've never had to experience like you said that that niggle that fear of you know if a guy holds his girlfriend's hand he's not going to have that thought of am i going to get smashed yes yeah <laughs> which is something that goes through your head every time you're affectionate with, you know, a partner in public. Well, what does mine? Presumably, you saw recently the statistics where it's like I think it's something like three quarters of LGBT plus people said that they feel afraid to hold their partner's hand in the street. I don't oh, know if really? you saw I this. Didn't see those, no. um, it, the t- statistics were put out recently, and I remember yeah. seeing it going like viral on Twitter. Everyone was talking about it, and I remember re- reading the replies of that tweet oh god and oh my god like the most it's like crazy land though it is crazy land I don't read like (laughs) luckily I only have I've only ever had like really nice stuff yeah humans fans and fans oh that's lovely but um yeah like my friend my friend one of my good friends is Nicola Thorpe who's an actress who's on Coronation Street and she's she's my writing partner and um she's like epic female uh she's like what's the word she's like a Fem- like a super feminist a, a super feminist that she's always fighting for women's rights and she's yeah. just been to the house of parliament she had this petition about heels in the workplace she's amazing and she gets annihilated mm. on twitter by these like <laughs> i don't it's, know these I, like 
I don't Sad. know. I don't know where these people come from. It's like they just crawl out of the just woodwork hiding. to say not just like the most offensive and bigoted things, but also the most like ignorant and yeah. Id- idiotic things. And they can't spell, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 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 so with the with the holding hands thing, there was a few people actually replied saying, "Well." I'm a straight man and there are some pl- parts of London where I feel afraid to hold my just girlfriend's hand and it's like th- th- that's that's not true that's like, just a lie that, <laughs> where are these places like, in yeah. London where you feel unsafe to hold your girlfriend's exactly. hands because I'd quite like to go there to be yeah. honest <laughs> it seems to be it's, run by the gays it's also that thing isn't it when people get like irate about us having a gay pride and they're like well why can't we have a straight pride it's like be lucky you don't have to have a straight pride because we're having a gay pride because it's born from exactly persecuted and I just always say straight pride is every single day of the yeah, year really yeah. straight pride Valentine's Day you know it's, exactly it's, it's always straight pride um Donald Trump is going to be visiting the UK this, no, a joke. <laughs> this this weekend. Yeah, don't don't cheer for him. Um, there's going to be protests. Um, there's yeah. going to be a big protest. Everyone's going to take to the streets on Friday. Aren't they like flying a massive thing? I heard. Are flying a massive thing like they I don't know but with a plane. the baby Trump yes yes I don't really uh, understand what the baby Trump thing I is about I can't wait to see it <laughs> <laughs> is that going to be over London I think it's going to be like somewhere when he's you know coming out of the car I guess I don't yeah know. I, I I heard it was crowdfunded um, yes. by people so that's how they kind of got the money together to fly this baby Trump through the sky which again that's just power of the internet um, the mayor tried to stop it apparently really. Um, so well, not Sadiq Khan. <laughs> oh, we love Sadiq, though. I love Sadiq. Um, will you be joining in the protests, or will you um, be? When is it? Because I'm terrible. With sometime dates, on I... Friday, I think. Yeah. I... Usually, what happens is my friends tell me, and I'll go. <laughs> it's 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 Friday the thirteenth, which is this Friday, um, and I believe it's happening at around two p.m. Okay, so you I know, think I could go to that. Get involved. I I'm going to be there. I, I feel like I need to make some kind of like really fabulous. Yeah sign or something yeah i went to the last um the last pro- uh, the, the last protest around the trump visit last year um he didn't come though last year did he, he didn't no is he um, meeting the queen this time is he meeting the queen yeah. i'm not sure no i don't yes <laughs> i'm saying no and then people in my ear are telling me yes apparently yes he's meeting the queen um oh, but yeah i went to the last protest and the amount of incredible signs people are so sassy with their protest yeah. People are very Do you right? <laughs> I don't want him here. Go away. <laughs> um, later on in the show, Dino, we are going to be reacting to people's sex confessions. Okay. <laughs> so for anyone listening who wants to send us in a little sex confession, you can do that by emailing Callum at foobarradio.com. Be, be, you know, tell us your most deepest, darkest secrets because we, we want to react to them. It's all completely anonymous, um, so don't worry about us exposing your identity to the world um i want to know a little bit more about you dino so we're going to play a game in just a hot second um but first we're going to have a little bit of dua lipa okay you call me all friendly telling me how much you miss me that's funny i guess you've heard my songs dino Yes. Um, are you ready for a little game? Yeah, I'm actually quite excited. <laughs> All right, this is Two Truths, One Lie. So Dino has three facts about himself, and I'm going to have to try and figure out which ones are true and which one is a lie. Okay. So are you ready to read me your first one? Yes. Okay, take it away. Okay, so I once had a sexual encounter with a man just as Britney Spears. 
Wow. One. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So, how long ago was this? This must have been a while because you're you're in a happy relationship. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was back in um in Wales, where I'm from. Okay. So that's where all the mischief happened. I was 17 at, at house party. He came to the house party dressed as Britney Spears. So like a Halloween party or just no. just he just came just like as a Britney. House party. It might have been a fancy dress house party. Okay. Were you but dressed yeah. as anything? I wasn't actually. No. Oh, you didn't make an effort. I know. Letting Britney I, I down. Was, I was living in the house, so it was my friend's house I was staying with. Okay. So essentially, I slept with Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Britney Spears fan? Do you know what? So. I used to be like a psychotic, avid fan. Yeah. My wall looked like um, a murder scene from a CSI. Um, <laughs> and she holds a nostalgic place in my heart. Okay. But um, I'm not so much into her newer stuff. But like up to Blackout, I yeah. love. But because you're going to, she's headlining Brighton Pride this yes. year and you are going down yeah, to see her there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have to go. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Britney was good? Britney was good in, in the bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Britney was great. Okay, brilliant. Okay. Um... Uh, for now, I'm kind of. A, I feel like this one's probably maybe true. Okay. Um, but I'm not sure. Let's hear your next one. Okay. My next one is my longest relationship um, that I've ever had is under two years. Ooh. Wait, but th- your current relationship? How long's that been? My current relationship is um, coming up to two years. Oh, okay. So you're you've had one that's longer, but only slightly longer. No, I've, I've never had a relationship that is longer than two years. Oh, okay, right. See? So the one you're in now, is that your longest relationship? No. Okay, so you've had one. Okay. Mm, I feel like we're, we're around the same age, right? You don't have to reveal your age. Yeah, yeah, we're about the same age. I feel like that's very possible. Okay. I had a six-year-long relationship. Okay. Um, that, but I, I started that very young. I was like 16 years old. Okay. No, wait. So my, my thing is that the longest relationship I've had is under two years. Are you with me? Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just clever. I just feel like, you, you know, you've had enough time to have a relationship that could have been longer than yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but you haven't. Mm, I feel like... Oh, I don't know. I feel like maybe you're trying to pull the wool over my eyes and you've actually had like one never. really, really, really long relationship or something like that. Mm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm, go- I'm putting a pin in this one. Okay. Um, let's, let's hear your third and okay. final one. And my next, um, when I was 19 and I'm from Cardiff, Okay. I snogged H from Steps. <laughs> no, you, I didn't even know he was gay. Yeah. Didn't you? Well, How I did you know that was gay? <laughs> I mean, I could have assumed, but I didn't actually know. Yeah. I didn't actually know for certain. It was so, brief. It was in a, a nightclub called Pulse, which is um, in I've Cardiff been, City Centre. You've been, been to, Pulse? to Pulse? I have. On the sticky carpeted floor. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't that much of a fan of Pulse. No, it's it's very like regional cramped, but it's fun. It, it kind of because you know I grew I grew up in quite a small little town which only had like a little gay club. Oh really? Um, and yeah. going and Cardiff kind of had that like nice kind of homely I mean, yeah. feel where there's you know the bars are kind of small. There's mm-hmm. not many that people, but it, there's something quite lovely about it. Yeah. I think sometimes like we like I feel something is almost lost in London bars sometimes. Yeah. I feel like that community feel where it's really like LGBT plus people and not just like gay men. Definitely. I feel like sometimes it gets mean, lost. Yeah. So sometimes it's quite nice to go to kind of and I mean Cardiff's not little but yeah. going but in to, comparison to London. In comparison yes, to yeah. London and going to smaller yeah. places and you, Definitely. you, you kind of that. all know each other. 
Yeah. Yeah. And 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 you knew hate from steps. Yeah, apparently. I didn't know him. No, I was out. <laughs> my, I was out with my housemate Craig. We randomly went out on like a Wednesday. Okay. Just a student night, and um, he was there with his friend, but she wasn't from steps. Okay. It was very wasted and very brief, but it's my claim to fame. Um, but he's can he's quite a bit older than us, isn't he? Yeah. So you were nineteen, and he must have been. I have no idea, like late twenties. Oh, okay. So not as so not like not, not no. He was no, in steps. Not yeah, but like yeah. steps. Like we were kids when they were a thing. Yeah. So they have to be like fifteen years older at least. He he must have been like late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, I would say so. Okay, and and do you like an older man? Uh, or was it like just the fame? Was it just the no, fame? I do that tend drew to you go in? out with people over my age or a few years older. Okay. Yeah. And and was he a good kisser? I, I was wasted <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. I was like, I'm kissing her. She's dead. That that is that is beautiful. Um, oh, so you had sex with Britney Spears when yeah. you were 17. Mm-hmm. Then you kissed H from Steps when yeah. you were 19. But j- during all of this, you had never been in a relationship longer than two years. Exactly. Oh, I don't know. I feel like no, don't 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 pressure me. Um, I feel like maybe all of these are true, but there's like a little bit of a you've twisted something somewhere along the way. So you're not getting any more information out of me. So. <laughs> um, I feel like maybe like the person you had sex with at this house party mm-hmm. wasn't dressed like Britney. Okay, they were dressed like Whitney. Okay, or is Mariah. That your, is that your final answer? Yes, I'm okay. saying this is my final answer. Drum roll, please. Okay, uh, d- <laughs> What kind of a drum roll was that? <laughs> I don't know how to make a drum roll with your mouth. So I did have oh, sex with oh, someone you... just as Britney Spears who came to a house party. Oh. Uh, the longest relationship I have ever had is the one I'm currently in, which is under two years. So and I have true. never kissed H from Steps. You've never kissed H from Steps. So you never. just I made up that whole story and added in the details to throw you. And you I'm you're, <laughs> you're a very good liar. Thanks. You're good job. <laughs> a very good liar indeed. Oh, I was really like excited by the fact that you'd kissed H from Steps. Sorry, yeah. Good. And and I'm surprised you didn't go for somebody a little bit more. Well, I went for H because he's from Wales. Ah. So I was like made that connection. See? See, I really did not I didn't really make that connection. Well, I still won in my mind. You, you, you did win, and and honestly, I, did I you get a prize. Um, yes, you. <laughs> this pen. Uh, yes, congratulations! Oh, thank you. Hooray! Um, I usually I usually win that game, so I'm very oh, really? very impressed, Dino. You're a very good actor because oh, acting yeah. is lying, basically. Oh well, yeah, Just a form of yeah. You get paid to lie, yeah. essentially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had a couple of people tweet us in. Um, the lovely Spencer has tweeted in and said, "You are both so amazing." So that's oh, that's lovely. That's Do you lovely. have um, very a very avid active fan base because you were speaking earlier about um you know you get lovely tweets and things sometimes yeah. and particularly from like young lgbt plus people mm-hmm. do you have quite like a hardcore yeah. fan base i mean like um i wouldn't say like hardcore but i definitely um from doing cucumber and banana it all started there and then what i did paranoid which is uh, more of a kind of mainstream itv show so I had different fans collate from there. And now uh, that I've done Humans, I've had loads of amazing sci-fi fans okay. who are so, like, loyal and um, wonderfully intense. Yeah. But, yeah, lots of, lots of LGBT um, uh, people do contact me, especially, like, younger people or younger gay people looking to get into acting yeah. or for advice or just to say that um, they've got some strength from knowing I'm, I'm gay. Yeah. Which is really, really lovely. Yeah, yeah. no, it is. And, yeah. and, and, wh- and, and where do you want to be, like, 
what's the dream for you? Is it to be starring in a big Hollywood movie or to have your own TV show? um, This question I always find tricky because, I don't know. I think I I love uh, camera, so I definitely want to be working more towards film. And I think TV now is the new film, like the way we're going with Netflix and... And you know, look at Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, yeah. these kind of mega series. So I'd love to, I'd love to uh, really nail a, a wicked, exciting lead in a massive, brand new series <laughs> on, on Netflix or something. Maybe, maybe, Netflix, maybe. If you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> they are all the all the Netflix execs oh, are listening fantastic. in. <laughs> That's why I'm on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, do, do you do you think like TV, like traditional television, mm. will die out? Because I know in my house, you know, we yeah. we have a TV, but we literally do not watch it ever. Um, and then I kind of. You know, I go and visit my parents, and and they put the TV on. I'm like, gosh, what are you doing? Like, yeah, why, yeah. Why, why are you putting on that? Yeah, it's, more, it's more like um for the background now, isn't it? Than because because you can record TV or you have it all on catch up and all four and iPlayer. So yeah, it's definitely changing massively. Like nobody really watches stuff live now. So when humans plays, the responses and stuff will come over like a few days oh, of okay. watching. It's not like even when I did cucumber and banana, which was um 2004. 15 that came out it's yeah. changed since then yeah like, I, I, I must say what I really do like about with live TV is when everybody when you have an event like Eurovision for instance yeah. the first thing that sprang to mind yeah, is yeah, that yeah. everybody watches it at exactly. the same time and yeah. everybody like tweets yes. along and everybody has parties and I love that I kind of community environment and I would be sad I feel like we would lose something if we kind of lost TV yeah, I don't think it's going to like that. vanish forever. Okay, I just think it is—it's changing. It's inevitable. Things, times are changing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're you're an adaptive man, Dino, yeah, exactly. so uh, you're definitely going to keep ahead of the curve. And I'm <laughs> sure your Netflix TV show is in the future. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a little bit of Ed Sheeran. How do you feel about dating apps, Dino? Um, well, I'm in a relationship now, so I, I, yeah. I don't use them. But so, but before, before I actually met my ex on um, Grinder. Oh, Grinder! Controversial, right? But I see it as like I see it as like Lord Voldemort says in Harry Potter. You know, there's no such thing as good or evil. It's how you want to use it. So I could Ooh. use this pen to write, or I could use it to stab you in the head. But you know. I, that's that's oddly poetic since, <laughs> since we're talking about grinder that's that's strangely poetic no i don't think i think there's a lot of um there's a lot of, when people hear grinder i think a yeah. lot of the time they go to a judgmental place yeah which again you're absolutely right it's how you use it and i do think though there's a there's a necessity especially for kind of people who are more vulnerable or you know very young people who might come come on to the gay scene yeah I think it's it, it's easy to fall in with the wrong crowd if you don't know yourself. Yes. Yeah, so so my my only issue with Grinder is that it was kind of I mean it was revolutionary when Grinder came onto the market. It was very much a new thing, and nobody else was doing this, especially not in the gay space. Mm. Um, so when Grinder came along, I remember being at university, and it was this amazing way that suddenly. I didn't know how to find any gay people around me. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly Grinder came into existence Boom. and I could find them. Yeah. Um, I think the problem was that at the time Grinder was the only thing available for that. And because it was very much a hookup sex app, um, all the conversations and things kind of led yeah. towards that and what you ended up with 
was very young people. I know you have to be 18 to use it, but we all know full yeah. well that young teenagers are also using it and lying about their age. The only issue is that you suddenly have these very young people catapulted into this very adult world. world. But that was 10 years ago. Now we have alternatives. Now we have Tinder and Chappie and all these other things that people can use. Yeah. So I think now Grind is fine. It's fine that this is a sex and hookup app because yeah. there's if, other options. There's like, other options. It's um, become so, so implemented in society now, like straight world, gay world, every world. Yeah, there's, a, there's an app for that, literally, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, I, I used to travel a lot. I spent a couple of years traveling and I actually used Grindr while I was traveling to um, make, make friends. friends. I've done that. I yeah. Was, I was in Russia and I, um, I was in a, a course at the Moscow Arts Theatre School yeah. when I was at drama school. And um, there's this whole acting course. Where I was like, I really want to go out one night, but they were really strict with us and, and wouldn't let us go out. So yeah. I was like, right. Went to this cafe every day where we had Wi-Fi. And I went on and I made friends. I mean, it was Russia. It could have been. <laughs> it was very foolish. But I made friends with a really lovely guy called Alex. And um, he was like, um, yeah, l- like come out with me and my friends. So I snuck off. And they were so lovely. I went, I had, we all had this really nice Russian food. And then went out to some bars. And then I snuck back in. That's, that's absolutely amazing. And I think especially in somewhere like Russia, especially with the, you know, the, yeah, the, the political climate there. I think you do need to be careful, but I actually think Grinder is probably quite... Uh, I, I don't know, no, so I don't want to say that. There's a whole but. documentary about it. There are people on there who um, use it as a trap, and then oh, yes, with go, this hunter. Yes, that's it. Yeah. They'll go to meet up, and then... You know. Okay, yeah, so I, I retract that statement. Yeah. Maybe it's not the safest <laughs> thing. But it worked out for you, which is nice. And I think yeah, just in general, luckily. when when travelling, I, I would still use Grindr now yeah. just to see who's who's nearby, yeah. find people to hang out with. And it doesn't always have to be the seedy yeah, exactly. thing that people Isn't think it, it exactly. is. Exactly. Not everybody on there is after that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, well, the reason I bring up dating apps is because I've got another little game for you. Um, okay. Dating apps are traditionally very much about appearance. You decide if you want to talk to somebody, if you want to meet somebody based on their appearance alone. Mm-hmm. So we're flipping that on its head. Um, yeah. And in this game, you're going to decide if you... I know you're in a relationship, but hypothetically... Okay, hypothetically. If you're going to date this person based on one fact about them okay. and one fact okay. alone. I love games. <laughs> okay, so your first one is... You look down and the person you're dating has toenails that curl over the edges of their sandals. <laughs> yeah, I feel a bit sick. I'm confused. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to you want me to say if I like that? So no, you just have to decide whether you're going to continue dating this person. Okay. So for me, if someone has toenails that are that long, they're cur- curling over their sandals, did you say? Why are they wearing sandals on a date is yeah. my question. Okay, first of all, <laughs> thank you for highlighting that. <laughs> That's maybe maybe it's this heat wave. Um, true, true. You don't cut your toenails and they've grown over your sandals. You don't really have much self-respect. Yeah. And then it kind of gives indicators that you're not really going to be clean generally. Yes. So for me, I'd be like, let's have a Diet Coke. And I'd be like, oh, oh something God. bad happened. I've got to go. go. <laughs> yeah. Very, very, very busy. I think I'm with you on that because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to, I want to play devil's advocate here and I want to stand up for this toenail person. But, but I'm kind of struggling. Like maybe they're trying to make a... A fashion yeah, statement? Yeah, maybe I'd ask them about it. If I was really into them, it'd be a shame. 
I would. Oh, no, you, can, you can't ask that on a first date, can you? What's going on with the minging toenails? What the fuck's happening down there? Can you please explain that to me? Yeah, it, it, it is a bit of a tricky one. Yeah. I think their their personality would have to be exceptional. But it'd still be a red flag for me mm. in terms of future dates. I'd be like, well... It's just a self-respect yeah. hygiene kind of thing. And you're on a date and your, your toes are out... Yeah, no, no, just no. Like, wh- unless you're on the, like the beach. <coughs> yeah, no. I'm, I'm. I, I think I'm also saying no to this to this person. Okay, your next one. Okay. Your date has a naked picture of a random person as their lock screen. Okay. So, I mean, well, that, that you, sounds like me. You need to, to give be me honest. more context. Is it just like? It could be a, a, like a really funny naked picture of their mate on a crazy holiday, or is it like? A picture of a porn star, or is it? You know, um, I think we don't know who it is, but it's a very kind of sexy pic. Okay, like maybe you can't see their genitals, but it's like very, like very raunchy. Okay. Like not something you would want yeah. your, your mother or your grandmother to well, see. If I really like them, I, I you know, I'd, I'd give them a chance, and I might be inclined to think it was some kind of an in joke. Okay, and I'd leave it. I talk to them, see how it went, and then as we had a few more drinks, they'd be like, "What's with the picture on your phone?" And if their answer was, "It just really turns me on," <laughs> okay, <laughs> then I'd be like, "Bye." I think. Yeah, yeah. T- t- time to go. Time um, to call it on that one. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm the kind of like because I'm a very thirsty shallow boy. I feel like I <laughs> feel like she's honest. I'm the kind of person who would have like a, a, a topless um, Sean Mendes picture or something okay. as my phone. Yeah, but if you said um, if you laughed about it and were like, ah, oh, you know, then it'd be fine. But if you said that, which is what you said. Then this turns me on. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like absolutely okay, not. You're going to cut me up into pieces and hide me in the wall. <laughs> yeah, that is the kind of thing I would do. <laughs> uh, so are we? I'm. I'm saying. I'm, I'm leaning more towards um, naked picture guy over toenail guy. True. Me he's, too. It'd still be a no for me. Okay. Yeah, I think he's a no for me as well. Also, what we're we talking about the objective of these dates. We're we talking about like in terms of uh, continuing into a relationship or just um, a dalliance. It's just like is is this a deal breaker? Okay. I feel it's the question. Okay. Yeah? I'd say the naked picture one then not a deal breaker until I find out more. Okay. Fair. Fair. Okay, your next one. At a cafe, your date starts filling their pockets with the sugar sachets on the table. All right, am I on a date with my mother? Because okay. <laughs> that's what my mother does. Again, though, <laughs> how, how, are they just kind of like, oh, yeah, just chatting, having a normal conversation and putting them in their I'm pockets? I'm not addressing it. Or are they like, oh, I'm out of sugar, I'm just going to nick these? Yeah, I think absolutely. I think with so many of these things, context is so yeah. important. Like, there are many ways you can do it. And, like... I I, I'm not going to lie. I've nicked ketchup sachets before when I know I don't have any ketchup. I've also nicked sugar before <laughs> when I know. <laughs> Especially like, have you ever been like... It's on, based on you, this one. Uh, yeah. Have you ever been like on holiday or something and I like have. you've got your own v- villa and yeah, then like exactly. you need like ketchup, but you don't want to buy an entire yeah. bottle and then you're in Burger King at the airport. We're like, yeah. oh, we're going to need ketchup. No, so. you're totally right. Actually, yeah, that, that would not be a deal breaker for me. I don't think so. I think I'm kind of like, I mean, if the, it depends how much they're taking. Yeah. Like, if they're taking like 50 sachets yeah. of sugar... I'm I like, kind what? of respect them. It'd be like, yeah, <laughs> fuck the system. Yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck the system. Get your sugar. Like, yeah. g- g- good for you. I like this person. Me too. I feel like we'd get Let's on. Let's get their number. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the last one is your date spends the night getting really, really wasted. Mm, okay. How do you feel? That's it. That's it. That's it. Wait, and I'm not that wasted. Um, yeah, I mean, you can be if you like. Okay, this situation rings a bell. <laughs> um, I would be 
Like, are we talking like embarrassingly wasted? Yeah, let's say yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I'd be, I'd be pissed off. Yeah, because I, I feel like I've done that on a first date. On a what? On a first date? Yeah. Um, I have, I have done that on a first date. But sometimes people just drink when they're really nervous. Yeah. And if I really liked them, I wouldn't write them off. I'd help them get home. Yeah. And check if they were okay. And then the next day, maybe text and be like. You were wasted. And then if they were like, oh, my God, mortified, I know. But if they were like, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, again, it's absolutely about the context, I think. But Um, no, not a deal breaker. And I think as well, it's like if you've you've gone for, like, dinner in a fancy restaurant and they've got wasted, that's a bit of a a red flag. But if you've... I've gone on a date where we've ended up at a bar and then we've ended up in a club on a first date. That's happened before. I've I've done that. So, like, when... then if they're getting wasted, generally, I'd be wasted as well. I think it would be unusual if you're on a date, like in a restaurant, and they're absolutely pissed, and yeah. you're just sat there. I think it would kind of terminate the potential for anything going further on that date if they were totally wasted and I wasn't. Yes, because I'd be like, ah, we're not on the same level. This is weird. So okay, so what if they turned up drunk? Well, okay, so are we at a restaurant? Are we at like? Yeah, let's say you're in a restaurant, not like particularly fancy, but like a nice restaurant, and then they walk in the front door, like, and they're already... Okay, so are we talking like level 10, uh, oh my god, everyone's looking at this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I think, think I'd be out the back door, personally. I think I'd just... Oh no, see, I'm so painfully polite, so I know I'd sit through the meal, I'd probably be like, hi, and then just um, uh, wade through it till it was over, and then make excuses to leave. Maybe be like, do you need help getting an Uber? Yeah, have you have you ever have bit- some bread? <laughs> <laughs> have have a few slices of that bread. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you ever been in the situation where you've been in a date that you've wanted to get out of? Oh yes, I have. And, Certainly have. And and what is your go to? This, this is what I what I just said. Yeah. I, I can't. My my best mate Declan, he's really good at it. If he's not having a good date, he literally commits to like phone. Oh, so I've just got to take this, and then he's like, something really bad's happened. Like, I have to go. I can't do. I that. I can't do that. I can't. So do I that. sit through them and desperately try to think of questions. Uh, or it's just I just go through the day. It's hell <laughs> on earth. I I remember being on one day and we literally could not hold a conversation. Yeah. Either of us. Like it wasn't it wasn't just him, it was me. We were both sat there and we were literally just and it was quite it was a table for two in this little quiet restaurant oh, as well. No. And there was just there was nothing. There was no way for us to like It kills me. And we just looked at each other in silence. Those silences kill me i can't bear awkward <laughs> silences i have to try and fill them with something I, yeah you, that's when you end up asking questions like how many brothers and sisters do you have <laughs> it's been very hot weather we've been having yeah exactly the weather yeah you know you're in trouble when you hear the weather <laughs> uh well it's it's been great getting a little bit of an insight into uh your feeling about dates um Later on in the show, we're going to be reacting to sex confessions. So if you want to send them in, you can do that by emailing Callum at foobarradio.com. Please send us your worst because um, I'm in the mood for some fun. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's have a little bit of music. This is Man in the Mirror, Michael Jackson. Fubar Radio presents. Back 
and Chill with Johanna James. You're listening to Back Row and Chill, and I've been joined today by the comic consultant. Then you came in, you called him Casanova, and I've what? Why? Because oh, he is the sweetest sweet boy you're ever gonna meet in I your really? life. Really? I've got a housemate who's a bit of a Casanova. Like he, uh, it's become a running joke. We call him Joey from Friends. Okay. I'll come into my kitchen in the morning like, Whoa! there's just like this young girl in her knickers, and I don't know how he does it. You're a lovely guy, but not, you know, I wouldn't be like, yeah, you get all the women. But yeah. somehow, I mean, he's got me yeah. the lyrics. The gift I'm like, of the, the gift he's, of the gift. Yeah. Funny yeah. gets funny. <laughs> Every Friday. Show with Johanna James. From 4 p.m. Fubar Radio. We are now joined on the phones by the very, very lovely Carol Ann Rice. How are you doing? I'm doing brilliantly, thank you. I would do, wouldn't I? Because I'm a life coach and I should always be happy and brilliant. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I like that response. So, yeah, you are a life coach um, and, and, and a personal development expert, I hear. I am. I help people become their best selves. Amazing. Well, I'm here in the studio with the very lovely Dino Fetcher. Hi, Carol. Okay. Um, Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm brilliant, thank you. Really Great, yeah. excited to be speaking to you both. Oh, this is such a lovely little conversation. I feel I feel <laughs> like I've just like called up a lifelong friend and we're going to have a catch up. Oh, let's have a group hug. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I don't know about you, Dino, but I feel like I'm quite a happy person, and you seem like quite a happy person yeah. as well. But I feel like we could all do with a little bit of a, a, a tune up of you know how to. How to stay happy. Dino and I were just discussing here in the studio how we're both feeling a little bit um, destroyed after the very heavy pride weekend. (laughs) Um, So I think we could do with like a little bit of a a motivational pep talk and uh, something to keep our spirits up. So, so Caroline, tell us a little bit like about how you work with people. And, you know, Mm. I I really want to know some of your like best practices for being happy. Well, that's great. Thank you very much. Not many people know what a life coach does. And and maybe about 15, 20 years ago, a lot of people didn't know what a personal trainer does. And it was kind of like only the very rich and millionaires and billionaires had a personal trainer. Yeah. And now you can go down the YMCA, you can get your personal trainer, it's affordable. So it's a lifestyle thing that most people have access to. And I think that soon everyone will start be start to be thinking about life coaching in the same way you hit a a crossroads in your life and you think i could do a bit of help and my family and friends are are lovely but Mm. i'm not getting anywhere with this Mm -hmm. so you need a neutral independent person to offer a different perspective who is fully trained to give you some ideas on how to boost your confidence feel happier get clarity that's the most important thing get Mm. clarity of what you want from your life and help you set a path Uh, for the future to move you along to that um, exciting new place and often when we're left on our own we just go round and round and round in circles and we can't do it on our own family and friends are lovely they offer suggestions but they kind of know us too well so sometimes you need a really kind unconditionally supportive neutral person to help you find your true calling and help you to get happier and help you to get more confident in life i absolutely i absolutely love that and i i really love the comparison there to the to the personal trainer you know like i I, I have a personal trainer myself and I think it's you know our mental health is just as important as our physical health it is and it's becoming more and more interesting that people um, in the government and society now are are not ashamed to bring it up to the surface and say yeah I've had depression or I'm a bit sad or I suffer terribly with anxiety and a a little thing for your um, listeners if, if you're feeling very sad at the moment it's because you're looking backwards into your past. If you're, fe- yeah, if, you're looking, if you're feeling anxious, then you're looking forwards into your future. So the past is sadness. 
the future is anxiety. The best place you can be to help yourself is right here, right now, obviously on Fubar Radio, in the <laughs> present. In the present, because in the present, you're calm, you're peaceful, you don't know what's going to happen next. And if you can try and bring yourself into the now, you are free of sadness and anxiety. I think that, 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 that's so very wise, Caroline. And mm, it's, it, it, I, I feel like recently, I, you know, I've been having conversations with friends and things. And I've been like, oh, I don't know where like, my future's going. Maybe you feel this way a yeah. little bit as well, Dino. Mm, totally. Um, and I guess that's that, ang- ang- that yeah. anxious voice. But, mm. you know, I think maybe if like, you're, you're, you're panicking about your future and things, I think sometimes maybe it can be quite difficult to yeah. kind of just go right i'm just going to be in the present you know if you've got a lot of worries and things it's like i find it like especially in i guess your line of work too but as an actor it's so uncertain and there's lots of chaos so it's a real like work to stay in the present so i, I started um doing meditation which really is actually proving quite helpful but yeah i completely agree when you're actually able to be present mm. and realize that those thoughts aren't real and um it's so much it's so helpful it is. Well, you know, I've worked with a lot of actors and it's very difficult for them to stay positive and happy when yeah. they don't know when the next audition is coming or if they've got the part or how long it's going to be before any work comes. And I always say to them, be, be prepared as if, and then this is for all of us really, be prepared as if something amazing is about to happen. So keep your, t- keep your teeth whitened, keep your muscles tight, <laughs> yeah. keep your hair nice, get out of bed in the morning, eat properly and have the wonderful expectation that something yeah. good is coming Rather than, oh, I'll put everything on hold, I'll just eat junk food, I won't Mm, get out of bed, I don't know what's going to happen. Act as if you're ready for your miracle. You're ready, and I love this mantra, miracle find me now. That's my favourite mantra. Oh, I love that. I love it too. It's like a spell. Miracle find me now. So you're walking down the street, miracle find me now, and you start to feel more positive. You're ready to accept good news. You're ready, Mm. you're looking good, your teeth are white, you're you're set for positive things, as opposed to I'm a bit frightened, I don't know what's going to happen. The other thing to think about is when you look back on your past, even when it's been a bit dark and scary and you, you were uncertain, things did happen and things got good. You have to remember that when looking forward. Mm. I've been here before. I did it then. I can do it again. And remember, it's not lost. The moment, you know, the time, all is not lost. The sun comes out again. The good times roll in and just keep positive. Keep your eyes on the future. Good stuff is coming your way. Hmm. I always like I always like to almost look at things, look at life and our experiences and everything as a, as, as a bit of a story. I know that sounds really, really corny, mm-hmm. but whenever I look yep. back at past experiences for myself, no matter how mm. bad or awful an experience is, I tr- always try to almost as if I'm telling a, a fairy tale or something. And I'm yeah. like, well, what's mm-hmm. what's the positive outcome? Because there's always a positive. Absolutely. Outcome. Yeah. Even from, you know, auditions that um, you don't get that really hurts. Yeah. You always will take something from it. Uh, yeah positive that will feed into the next steps this is really important for anyone in life even if you're going through a hard time what am i learning uh what what message is in here for me and if there's some meaning that i can make from this nothing is wasted it's Mm. a learning curve it's a bit of bad medicine but it's made you stronger Mm. rather than be the victim of it i'm getting stronger thank you for the lesson I've learned it, I'm going to move on and start looking to the future. And always ask yourself this, what's the best that can happen rather than what's the worst that can happen? Because I think we're naturally hardwired to be a little bit daunted by the future. But if you just think, well, what's the best that can happen? And I've survived it in the past, I will do again. And whatever happens, I'll be okay. 
I, I always use a little thing, and maybe maybe you've heard this before, Caroline, um, mm. but it's instead of saying, why me, instead say, try me. So like when you're feeling <laughs> love, down, it. it's like, I'm not going to feel sorry for myself and look at yeah. victim, like, why is this happening to yeah. me? Instead, I'm going to be yeah. like, no, you know what? Throw it at me. Yeah. I can take mm. this. I can take love on this it. challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, 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 I absolutely love that. That's I've never heard that one before. I like it. I, I always, I always have give a little talking to myself when I'm kind of getting mm-hmm. in that mood. Um, I want to play a little bit of devil's advocate here with you, Caroline. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying I do think this, but do you think what about sometimes? You know, like a little bit of feeling anxious about the future or whatever. Could that could that not be a good thing? You know, like worrying about your future is that is that little bit of fear going to push you to kind of get out there and and, and chase those things that you want. I agree. And the thing is, none of us are ever, ever going to be fear-free. Yes. And I was talking to a potential client this morning, and she said, well, it's all right working with someone like you, but after a few weeks of not working with you, the fear will come back. Mm. And I said, yeah, well, that's how human beings are. One of my best friends was captain of the British hairdressing team, and I said to him, James, why is it some people have brilliant hair in the morning and I don't? He said, no, nobody has brilliant hair in the morning, Caroline. We we all have to put a bit of effort in. Yeah. And it's a bit like everything in life. You'll always have a bit of fear. You might always yeah. have to do exercise. You may always have to watch your weight. But that's that's called having a go, looking after yourself, really wanting the best for yourself. And even mm. if the fear comes every day, start to learn some coping strategies for it. So, for example, I might wake up in a bad mood, but I know that a little run around the park, a nice coffee, listening to positive music, um, taking time out to meditate, will change that mood around in an hour or so. Yeah. How I'd love to have a zippity doo dah mentality that I zip out of bed every day, like I'm feeling lucky, 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 and off I go. But some days are better than others, as we all know. But if you have some coping strategies to sort of uh, lean on, um, what can I do? Um, I am a bit anxious. Okay, I'm anxious about the future. That's okay. I've felt this before, and everything's been okay. It's okay to be anxious. Totally. For me, it's like I need to do implement daily work and so mm. if i'm feeling anxious and kind of lost in the chaos if i'm working towards or i write uh, i'll go and write i will work on scenes or, or i'll go to a workshop mm. or gym or something so i feel like even though you're not physically doing something directly towards um a role mm. or career it's all a part of it so it feels like you're doing something brilliant I love that because you're always preparing. And yeah. uh, was it Dame, Dame Judy Dench said recently? She's in her eighties. She's still got stage fright. Yeah. It doesn't. It wow. doesn't go. But what you do is you manage it. Yeah. And so, and not and not think there's something wrong with you because you're feeling a bit anxious about something that's coming up. Yes, we all do. Yeah. But manage it and just think. Well, that's that feeling I get, and I'll be okay. Do you think an awful lot of our of our sadness and anxiety and all the rest of it comes from like comparing ourselves to others? Because it's interesting there, like with the, what you were saying about Judy Dench. I think we would all look to her and yeah. think, "Oh no, she she she." It just comes naturally to her. She doesn't have to try. She she's got it easy. And I think we're when we look at other people as humans and realize that they're struggling as well. Yeah. I think that's my biggest flaw is constantly comparing. I do the every exact single same day. thing. In a, what, in a negative way? Do you mean? Like, as in it makes you feel bad. Yeah, yeah like I look at, or look at a guy on Instagram. Why is his body better yeah. than mine? Why is that guy more successful than yeah. me? Why do they have a relationship? You know, all yeah. these things. Well, your lovely little mantra, why me, try me. Try <laughs> this one, compare and despair. Compare and despair. As, as soon as you compare yourself negatively with someone, you lose 100% of the time. 
Ooh. So you've got... <laughs> that's a big one, isn't it? So if you know you're going to lose 100% of the time, please yeah. stop doing it. Um, so <laughs> there's always going to be someone fitter, blonder, thinner, better looking, richer, younger. That's life, yeah. you know? Um, stop doing it to yourself because some, you diminish yourself and your own greatness that way. So say uh, you're on the Thames and Philip Green pulls up with a 300-foot yacht and then some Saudi shape pulls up with a 400-foot yacht. Yeah. Philip Green's going to think, oh, my yacht's not up to much. Mm. <laughs> because he's comparing <laughs> in a Philip negative Green. way. He might yeah. have all the jewels in the world, all the riches in the world. But if you start thinking, but I haven't got as much as that person, suddenly you've reduced yourself. I, I do often try and take myself out of it a little yeah. bit and just look at myself in isolation and be like, you've got this, you've got this, you've got this. Exactly, yeah. Or like, focus on the, your achievements. That's what I tend to do. I'll mm. be like, well, hang on, I've done this and this and what with these people, how amazing. So easy to forget all the stuff you've achieved and accomplished when you're looking at other, what, what you don't have. Yeah. That's such a good point. So I ask my clients to keep what I call a big me up book. Ooh, I like that. Mm, you, like, you like this? Yeah. <laughs> go, go to Paper Chase, Ryman's or Smith's, wherever your favourite stationers are. Buy a lovely book, but it can't be like a, a ratty old book. You've got, it's going to be a book you're going to keep for a long time. Okay. And you start to write 50 to 100 really amazing things about yourself. Just like in a list? A list, and okay. it's just simply things like, I look good in Navy. Um, friends <laughs> say I'm a, my friends say I'm a loyal good friend. I'm a good listener. I, ba- I bake a good pasta dish. Um, I always show up. And start, you know, five, I always smell nice. People say this about me. And every time you get a compliment, write it down. Because we, as humans, we forget our good stuff. And then we think, oh, this old thing, or I don't look so great today. I'm not so hot today. Look at your Big Me Up book. Keep it in your wallet or your, sorry, your bag or your top pocket or your wherever you take with you and write down these good things to remind yourself of who you really are all the good stuff about you I absolutely I'm obsessed <laughs> I love that. with that that's idea <laughs> like, uh, that's so you, you just like keep writing in it then you keep writing it forever and ever and I, okay. I have a when I have my diary uh, in December and I start to transfer my, my notes over to my new paper diary in the back I write a good 50 to 100 things that people have said about me and I've got it in front of me it's things like I don't know um, glamorous articulate magical mm. generous warm and things that people have said to me I put it in the back so when I'm having a wobbly day or I'm not feeling so wonderful I look at the back of my big me up book or diary and think oh yeah that is who I really am not this uh, feeling mm. a bit fat because I drank too much wine last night <laughs> yeah. you know, hair's not gone just there no I'm this essentially and this is who I am and I mustn't forget it well Caroline I've got, I've got one for your book you know you, mm-hmm. I, I feel like you really really lift not that I was in a bad mood I was in a good mood already mm. but you really really lifted my spirits oh. I think you, you you naturally have that and obviously I mean it's your career it's your profession mm. but you you have that real impact on, on myself Thank and I'm you. sure Dino feels yeah, the same yeah I'm smiling madly so. <laughs> <laughs> We weren't put here to suffer. We were put here to be joyous human beings, happy people. And happiness is contagious. Pass it on. Make someone else laugh and you will feel really good. You know, really make it your intention each day to find find your bliss. And because happiness is like a petrol tank, it does go down. And we start thinking, oh, I'll look forward to that party or that holiday mm. or that nice thing that's coming up on the horizon. But here's something for you and your listeners. Happiness never turns its face away from us. We turn our face away from it. Mm. And what I mean by that is it's like oxygen. It's right in front of you. You decide whether you take a big breath in and say, I'm happy, I'm blessed, I'm going to have a good day. Or you breathe in dark thoughts, dark clouds, 
spooky cobwebby things. So make it your intention to find your happiness each day. Every hour, think of something that you might build in. So I call them bliss points. <laughs> so I love that. my first bliss, my first bliss point is my cup of tea. Then it go for my run around my park. That's the next bliss point. My, yeah. my cup of coffee when I come back. A lovely shower. My products. I light a candle. I do my meditation. So every hour. I've got something that I'm mindfully looking forward to and loving, not just the big holiday, the new car, the lovely purchase. Every day, you can have 10 to 15 moments of absolute joy if you build them in. Oh, and I love mind- that. You love it, yeah. And, it, and you mindfully love it. Like, I'm going to love my cereal this morning. I'm going to yeah. love my coffee. I'm going to love walking around the park or the garden. But really, truly being in the moment and loving it. Well, I'm I, I'm taking that away from you as well. You've you've given <laughs> oh, us some amazing <laughs> lessons here. Um, if 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 people want to follow your journey, if people want to see more of your work, where can they do that? Well, um, I'm on. Uh, well, you can look me up, Carol Ann Rice. Um, I also train life coaches to people to become life coaches. I have an academy. And it's called Pure Coaching Academy. Wow. And I'm on Instagram, Carol Ann Rice. Um, obviously twitter um but my yeah just google me carol and rice life coach um and i'm there and, I, and if you sign up to my newsletter i give away all these sort of tips every week as well well amazing then everyone listening should absolutely go and sign up to your newsletter caroline you have been absolutely oh, amazing thank you for lifting you. our spirits thank you for lifting listing lifting up the spirits of our listeners as well you've oh. been amazing well, you've been a lovely too, and really, really lovely um, people to talk to. Have a lovely mm-hmm. evening. Nice you to meet too. you, Caroline. Bye, Caroline. Bye. Bye. Lots of love. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. She was so, she was so cute. So nice. Like really I genuinely nice. feel like I, I yeah. you've got a big smile on your face. Yeah. I think I do as well. <laughs> you I looked at me like at one point and I was just looking at you like <laughs> <laughs> Well let's have let's have some uplifting music, I think, to follow that. So let's have a little bit of first time he kissed a boy. We just had after, I mean, after Caroline's really, really positive, positive thoughts, I've just heard that we are 1 0 in the football, which is very exciting. If we win this match, we'll be in the final. And I mean, anybody who knows me or follows me knows that I don't really care about football. But what I will say is that I really love the kind of you know the excitement the country all yeah. coming together it's infected the nation exactly and I would love to see us in the final just because yeah. I feel like watching the final match I and, and I'm, I'm Welsh and I even want England to win <laughs> so. yeah that, so, so, so fingers crossed I feel like Caroline helped us put some positive thoughts into the universe yes. so fingers crossed we will win the game um, Dino so because you're in a sci-fi TV show yeah I thought we would play a little bit of porn or not porn, but with a sci-fi theme this week. So I have five different clips. Some of these are from porn and some of these (laughs) are from not porn. So they're either sci-fi porn or sci-fi movies or TV shows. Okay, and I have to guess which is... Together. I don't know the answer either. Okay. Um, Together we have to figure out which are which there's sci-fi porn sci-fi there's there's everything porn like literally anything you can think of there's there's a porn version of that 
yeah, it's um, there's a lot of porn out there. I don't know if you've ever had a delve. No, I've never, never uh, watched. Never <laughs> ever watched porn. No, me neither. What's porn? Never heard of it. Um, are you ready for your first one? I'm, I'm really excited. Okay, here we go. I don't like the way you're looking at me, boy. <laughs> that sounded like Wild Wild West or something rather than sci-fi. I think I laughed over it. Can you hear it once more? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the way you're looking at me, boy. Okay, so could you hear like a rhythmical, like a, what, a little? Was I think, there a little? I think. Let's like hear it again. A, like like a like a, a robotic, a, a rhythmic something. Yeah. Okay, let's. I don't like the way you're looking at me, boy. Oh yeah, there's like a little, like almost like a squeaky bed or yeah. something happening there. So that see, my instinct would have been to say sci-fi movie, but mm. that's given like thrown me now. He's saying, what's he saying? I like the way... I like the way you're looking at me, oh, boy. I, d- I don't. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. I, I think I'm... I'm oh, I reckon Paul. Do, do you? Well, like, what, what, what's the expert... Like, he's, a, he's an angry robot. Let's hear it once more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the way you're looking at me, boy. Yeah. I don't like the way you're looking at me, boy. So he's like an angry robot who doesn't like the way that someone's looking at him and yeah, now they're going to have sex. Whole, like, maybe it's like a daddy robot. Oh, fuck. Shall we say porn? Do you want to say porn? Okay, let's say porn. Okay, we are saying porn. That is our final answer. And what is the answer? <gasps> damn it! Porn. God damn. It's sci fi horror film. Damned. Village of the Damned. The groundskeeper of the school gets angry at one of the kids for staring at him. After he hits him, all the other kids use their telekinesis to impale the keeper on a mop whilst bouncing on a bed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay, 1 0. <laughs> all right, next one. <laughs> this game is hard because obviously the objective is they're trying to throw us. They're trying to throw us, or so it you, could be a double bluff. Yes, damn it. So um, obvious, you know that sound. Two, that's yeah. There's a lot of squishing and a lot of then, squeaking. Are they going to do two not pawns in a row? Mm. See, who knows? You can't think like that, can you? Let's let's get like, our, let's get our minds out of the gutter. You're right. And like you know, think don't think dirty. What are we hearing here? It could okay. be like a, a really like squishy alien thing. It sounds like someone's like walking. being orbed up. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I like, can see that. And then the legs <laughs> coming through. <laughs> I actually started in there. <laughs> so I'm seeing some kind of creature thing. Are you seeing a creature? Yeah, definitely. Some kind of like the blob, you know? Yeah. Um, once more. I think that might be it breathing, whatever it is. Yeah, I think like it's a very porn. heavy breathing. Yeah. Not porn? What do you think? I think not porn as well. I think we've cracked okay, it. Okay, yeah. I porn. think not porn. If it's porn, I'm going to be livid. <laughs> <laughs> not porn. Final answer. <laughs> porn! God damn it! Sci-fi aliens Sci-fi, get it on. Sci-fi aliens get it on. After being wounded in battle, Janie gives her alien lover a handjob as he dies. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. All right, so this is... Janie giving her alien lover a handjob as he dies. Let's hear that again. Wow. I mean, it's almost... That's romance. It's almost heartbreaking, isn't it? Like, here's one last handjob to send you off. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. Well, I don't know what to say about that one. Should we have another one? Yeah. Okay, here we go. (gasps) Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) 
Um, guys, this is really hard because it could be both. Could easily. I've never watched, watched sci fi porn. You should have like forewarned me. I'd have done research. It could easily go either way. Is he Gosh. saying porn? Uh, it oh, kind of sounds like he is. I recognise this sound. And I, it, I mean, I've watched a lot of porn, so it could be from either, <laughs> to be honest. I'm I'm hearing like Star Wars. I think I think either or <laughs> yeah. has a good. I think so you're thinking of Chewbacca. Chewbacca? No, Chewbacca, Chewbacca. I'm not thinking of Chewbacca. I'm thinking of um. Whoa. No, um. What's the really the really fat one who kidnaps Princess Leia? What's oh, his name? I don't know. What What's his name? Lovely producers. You know the the big the big fat guy. Ewok. No, Jabba the Hutt. Jabba, yes. I'm hearing Jabba the Hutt. Listen. <laughs> Maybe. Is that possible? Right, okay. What could be happening? It could be <laughs> it could be like um the climax if it was in a pool yeah. of like of like um the chief um global. The chief global. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I I I hear anger more than I hear pleasure. It could be angry at the climax. That's true. You did another storyline. They're quite I mean Jane died giving a <laughs> <laughs> No, gave a hand job as he died. Yeah, it got quite dark, didn't it? Yeah. All right. What well, final time, Dino? <laughs> Uh, uh, we're thinking not porn I think not porn okay not porn final answer and the answer is not porn sound sample from Jabba the Hutt I'm so proud of myself (laughs) I exposed myself as a proper nerd but I'm still so well done high five yeah yeah ten five million points to me so (laughs) happy alright next one I mean, that sounds immediately like porn, doesn't it? Mm, but I, I don't think it is. I think it's like somebody like riding some kind of beast and like they've been like thrown up and down on it. And they're like... <gasps> Let me hear it again. That's what I'm seeing, yeah, you know? Like a, I reckon your producers wanted to watch more sci-fi porn, so they're going to put lots of porn in. So do we think that's <laughs> some kind of like alien demon beast having sex with like it some could lady? Be. Let's hear it again. <laughs> So it's like, and then it lands. So yeah. It's like a it, it, there's definitely an up and down, You're isn't right. there? That's a good thing. I think she's like riding a giant alien horse. L- like maybe. in a sexual way, though. <laughs> no, no, you know, it could, it could go either way. Ride that context. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, again, I think they're trying to trip us up, and I think go. this is not porn again. It, it feels like it could be like sampled for a song. Yeah, you could absolutely make a song out of this. <laughs> Do you know what I, I mean? I quite like I it. Quite like, I quite can you like play it. it like several times in a row? Oh, it doesn't work. Oh, if you've tried it. doing that before, it doesn't doesn't work. We could do a bit of that and jabber at the same time. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You should change this to like <laughs> producing song. Um, what are we saying, Dino? Which, um, what, which? Okay, I'm I I'm gonna say not. I, I mean, it feels really obvious to be porn, but then they could be pulling up a laugh. Uh, uh, yeah, I think we're going to say not, not porn. porn. Not porn. <sighs> porn! Ah, God should have gone damn. with that. You know. Star Wars The Force Inside. Princess Leia <laughs> has come face to face with an enemy Bubba the Gump, but then suddenly F.U. Two comes to the rescue and hands her a vibrator to fight him. Oh wait, but they're not actually having sex in the scene. 
Oh, is that is that right? So there's no there's no. So technically sex we win because that wasn't actually porn. She's so she's using the, the vibrator on him as oh, like on a, him in like a battle, like 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 striking him with it. I guess so, <laughs> or just like maybe like getting him in his gooblies. Maybe. Um, like, like, oh, no, sexually. No, like sexually, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was clarified. All right, so, so now I understand. So this lose. is this is a fight with a vibrator in a sexual and manner. She's using it on him. Yeah, and he's not happy about so, it. Yeah. Okay. Why is she so panty? <laughs> <laughs> Why is she out, so? Yeah, come on, you're the one. Right, no fight, just sex. Right, there's okay. no fight, just okay. sex. It's very hard to understand what is happening Any here. Visuals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, At this point in the clip. <laughs> <laughs> right, good. Very good. Um, should we have our final one? Yeah. It's a bit dark for me, not... Oh, what'd she say? It's a bit dark for me. It's a bit dark it's for me. It's a bit dark for me, not... It's a bit dark for me, not... <laughs> um, oh, so it could be so like... They've, they've cut it off because it reveals something. Something. Listen again. It's a bit dark for me, not... Yeah, she's about to say something else that would give she it away. She's Irish. It's a bit dark for me, no? <laughs> it's a bit dark for me, no? Yeah, it's a bit dark I hear, for me, I no? I. <laughs> um, so do we think, like, she's saying, like, uh, oh, do you want to do this sexual practice? And she's oh, like, oh, it's, it's a bit, bit dark, dark for me. me. <laughs> or is it like, oh, let's go into this, like, sci-fi cave? It's a bit dark for me, no? <laughs> <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so it's a sci-fi movie set in Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I mean, they filmed Game of Thrones there, so... True, true. <laughs> well, we've had two porn and two not porn, so this could really go either way. Let's listen to it again. It's a bit dark for me, not... Mm. Mm. The sci-fi sounds sound a little bit cheap. So it could be porn. So it could be porn. Or it could be like a really cheap TV show or something. You know? <sighs> Mm. This isn't again. It's a bit dark for me, not. This is the music's going. Me. <laughs> so it's like, is that is that porn? Like, well, were they playing music well, as you... the sex happens? Because think about it. If it's a sci-fi film, would they necessarily be like playing the music constantly throughout the scenes? That's a good point. Like, the music needs to like be Stop. adding something to it. Yeah. I don't... It's a bit dark for me, not. Yeah, I like dark your logic. So I think. Not porn. Yeah. What porn? No, I was gonna say porn. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think I think we're saying porn. We're gonna say porn. <laughs> no. <laughs> Final Come answer. On. Yes! Porn! Yes! Porn track. Tasha and Roe sneak out to observe their male spacemates' penis. Then they decide that they can't compare them just by looking at them. Oh, okay. And they're say, she's saying it's too dark to see the penis. Oh, it's too dark, <laughs> can't see it. Wait, let's hear it again then. It's a bit dark for me now. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. It's a bit dark for me now, or for penis. <laughs> She's saying for me now. For me now, I think. Yeah. Um, so, so, so they're going to try them out by, I guess, having sex with them. Is okay, gonna, great. Uh, they're going to... Br- brilliant, brilliant. Um, I, I, I want to hear all of them again, just in a row. So here we go. I don't like the way you're looking, me boy. <laughs> Dark for me, not that was beautiful. That was Be- really right. Beautiful. Well, good work, Dino. I think we. What did we draw? We then? got. We got like what? Two out of five. Uh, oh, did we? We did pretty. Did we lose. We did. We got. Uh, did, we did pretty terribly. Oh, well. um, two out of three. And you know, no. you're you're oh. in a sci-fi show, so I know you've really let I'm me sorry. down. Sorry. <laughs> you've let your listeners down. Let down. <laughs> um, we're gonna be going to play some sex confessions very, oh, very soon. Okay, if you want to send in your very, very last sex confessions, you can do that by emailing Callum at foodballradio.com. 
Facebook.com and do it quickly. We're going to be reacting to those very soon. It's completely confidential, so don't worry about us reading your name out or anything like that. We've also had a couple of tweets in as well. The lovely Meg, who I believe is a hey, Meg. one of your yeah. followers. Um, she's she said, lovely. She we said tweet all the time. The game of two truths, one lie had me weak. It was rather amusing to listen to. And she's a little Welsh as well. Oh, we love the Welsh. Thank you for listening in, Meg. Um, and also, Siray Inc. Clothing. Siray Inc. says, loving the tunes, keep them coming. Well, we absolutely will. Let's have a little bit of Immaterial by Sophie. Fubar Radio presents Access All Areas. Charlie Frederick from Love Island. Hello, hello, how are you doing? You're a good looking boy. I just was sad that you left so early. What was it with Hayley then? Was she just um, a bit cold and, and not She's very like cool? a princess, man. Like, she, she wanted everything done for her, all come someone else. But like, even after the villa, like, she just doesn't lift a finger. And, like, you know, I'm not into that. I like an independent one. You like an independent one? <laughs> 100%. <laughs> We've got Someone a bit stronger, studio, do you know what I mean? Yeah, we're all independent women. <laughs> there you go Woo! then. In the art. <laughs> Every Thursday, access all areas from 6 p.m. Fubar Radio. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. It is time for everyone's favourite part of the show. It is time for some sex confessions. So you guys have sent in your deepest, darkest secrets to Dino and I, and we're going to have a little read through those now. So our first sex confession. I didn't have sex on my wedding night. My new bride and I were too excited. We just lay under the covers naked and did face masks having an awesome girls' night in. (laughs) I wouldn't change it for the world. Oh, that's really sweet. I love that, actually. And I think, like, you know, I think it's nice that there are, like, conventions and traditions around, you know, what you should do on your wedding night. But, you know, your wedding is your special day. And, you know... Make it whatever you want it to be. And they were probably too pissed. (laughs) Yeah, well, probably that as well. I'm I'm sure that was a deciding factor. But I think... I think I would love something like that on my wedding night. You know, like I can have sex with if I've just married I'd like a guy. I like a face mask after the sex, maybe. <laughs> but I definitely want sex on my wedding night. I don't know. Like I think I'd be okay with not having would sex you? because I'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm married to this guy now. We're going to be having trapped hot <laughs> sex for the rest of our lives. Like yeah. tonight, like let's do something special instead. I mean, I guess you could make this sex special, like yeah. jump out of an aeroplane exactly. and like have sex or something like that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, could do it in the in the vein of sci-fi porn. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be I'd be very much into that, very much into that indeed. Um, but yeah, like a, a wedding night should be special, and I would rather be like, oh, you know, we've had such a wonderful yeah. evening with our family and friends. I wouldn't like if if we were having such an epic night at the wedding. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, be like, like, right, quick, oh no, yeah, quick I, I to the be, bedroom. If it just didn't happen, yeah, I wouldn't be livid about it. But you would hope for just a little, little. Oh yeah, to to seal the deal. You'd sneak off at some point, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, let's I, just go consummate this, and we're back. <laughs> I, I feel like I'd, I'd be very horny on my wedding night. Yeah. I just, I, I just feel like I would be. It's something about the ceremony. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a very exciting time. Um, but good for you guys. I mean, it sounds like you had a lovely girls' night in, yeah. and I mean, amazing. Good, good for you. I'm a little bit jealous. Um, Nick, do you want to read this one, Dino? Okay, which one? The, this one here. My boyfriend, okay. Yeah. My boyfriend got mad at me because I got distracted by the World Cup score during sex. 
I mean, I'm just a dedicated fan. I mean, mm. I mean, like, you know, if the, if it's on in the next room or you hear somebody yeah. start shouting about it, then yeah. like, fair enough. I mean. Um, I feel like you shouldn't have had sex whilst the World Cup was on. It seems like a bit. If, I mean? you, if you're a dedicated fan, what were you doing? Why weren't you sat yeah, watching it? Yeah, been like later, question. please. <laughs> you could have had like celebratory or yeah. commissionary sex. Yeah, exactly. Afterwards, instead of doing it during. Yeah, I, I th- I, I'm, I'm mad at your boyfriend for getting mad at you because I, I wouldn't be mad. No, I'd. You so know, wait, my boyfriend got mad at me because I got this. Yeah, yeah, come on. I'd be. It's like it's his fault. He <laughs> should have known. He should. He should have known. You know, right? I'm sure. I'm sure you're focused most of the time. <laughs> yeah, you're. You're quite a, a big World Cup fan, right, Dina? Um, no. I mean, no, <laughs> <laughs> not even a little bit. Okay, so I'm Welsh, so we're, we're much more into rugby. Okay, so um, I don't really watch football, but like you said, I love how the World Cup has kind of brought everyone together, and it's just everyone's kind of like when the Olympics was here. Everyone's super excited because England's yeah. getting so far. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really enjoying the atmosphere, and I did watch the the, the last match. And I found myself going like, "Come on!" Oh yeah, amazing! And I was like, wow. <laughs> did you did you see any of it during Pride? Was that the last one? Um, I didn't see that one. I saw the one before that. I actually, I mean, this will shock every single one of my listeners. Um, I actually watched the the, the match during Pride, which is insanity because I never watch it. But I just kind of found myself in a bar having a few drinks with some friends, and the and the match oh, was nice. on, and we kind of like like watched it, and it was like really nice, yeah. and I loved how like. You know, everyone celebrating Pride and everybody yeah. like enjoying. Yeah, the it was a nice. It was funny. Came together. Yeah, which football is, is like seen as this, you know, like this uber kind of masculine. masculine thing yeah, that's yeah. Kind of far away from, I guess, Pride. And then the fact they were both on the same day. I was in Soho Square, and it was rammed. And every time they scored a goal, everyone just went, "Wow!" Yeah, that's it was so a nice. nice. Little like un, uh, like, what's the word? Like you wouldn't match them together. An unlikely. Match, unlikely pairing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I found nice. myself um, walking into a bar at one point, and I was I was shirtless with like wings on, my <laughs> whole body painted in rainbows, and I walked into this bar completely full of England fans, oh, really? all in England t-shirts, oh, nice. all like like very cheering. And I, I stepping in, I felt a little bit like, oh yeah. god, like I don't belong here, yeah. like this is not a space for me. And I went up to the bar. And instantly, like, people started talking to me and they were like, oh, oh nice. happy Pride. That's lovely. Are you having a great yeah, day? When, when I found out it was happening on Pride, I won't lie, I was a bit like, oh, I hope nothing bad happens in terms of, like, yeah. you know, aggression. But that's really nice to hear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a great, it was a, it was a great thing. And, yeah. Um, and as for the being distracted by the, by the, by the score during sex, um, you know. Yeah. It, it, it happens. Um, would you like to read... Let's do the bigger one. Would you like to read this nice, long, big one, Dina? Shall I read it? Yeah. After sex, my partner took off the condom and apparently put it to the side of the bed. 20 seconds later, we couldn't find it anywhere. To this day, I haven't found it, and even though he's long gone, every visit to the guy I know, I'm so paranoid that uh, it's just sitting inside... Wait. So paranoid, it's just sitting in me, and they'll pull it out and judge me. Wait, I'm so confused by so this. So they had sex. Apparently, he put the condom to the side, and this person um, is convinced that maybe they didn't, and the condom is still living in them. Oh my gosh! Uh, uh, I, I'm. That can happen, though. I think with girls. Yeah. It can like get stuck. <laughs> but just get. I, mean, I don't know, but stuck inside. Yeah, permanently. No, not like forever. Oh, that's what I thought. I thought they were saying that it was like still in there. No, she's not sure. I'm oh. assuming it's a woman. <laughs> yeah, who, whoever this person is. 
Oh gosh, like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that doesn't sound like a fun experience. I mean, no, but um, I, maybe it just like fell through a floorboard. Yeah, I mean, and it I'm, could have been slippery afterwards, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Like, yeah, I'm sure it just got lost. I'm, yeah, you're fine. These, don't worry. These things, these things happen. <laughs> One day you're just gonna sneeze and it's gonna <laughs> just fly out <laughs> of there. Nostril. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. Just, just be careful with things like that, I think, is, 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 is yeah. my advice in that situation. Um, okay, I'm going to read the next one. Yeah. I'm a paramedic. I got fired for having sex with my partner in one of the beds at the back of the ambulance. Luckily, oh. the new company I work for didn't ask for references. Oh, no. <laughs> That's I mean, do you know what? That actually sounds quite hot. Yeah, I think it, it kind of... It sounds exciting. I'm sorry you got caught, because otherwise it would have been a great story. It, I mean, it still kind of is a great yeah, story. Is, really like, is. I'm really sorry you got fired, but you've, you've got a new company. You're working exactly. in a new job, so things work out. And you You've got the skills. Yeah. I think that's a brilliant one. I think also, like, a little bit harsh to fire yeah. you. Like, if the bed wasn't neat... Fair enough if there was an old woman on the, in the street. <laughs> yeah, that's but, a bit different. Yeah, if it's empty... But yeah, how crazy! Presumably, it was going to get cleaned afterwards. Yeah, I, and, yeah, you know, like a slap on the wrist, a, a telling off, maybe a disciplinary. Yeah, I wonder how they got caught. Was it like by the paramedic partner? Oh yeah, I don't know. Or like, do you reckon it was like they opened the doors opened and at, at the hospital and they came rushing in to rush them out? Well, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I I'm assuming like I'm giving this person the benefit of the doubt and I'm assuming that this was probably like a parked ambulance. Yeah, like, I thought they had privacy. Yeah, like it wasn't in use and they were no. like, right, let's just have a quick one in here. There's no one yeah. around. No one's going to find us. And then I don't know, maybe somebody came to clean the ambulance. Maybe yeah, those and ambulance they were, cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it works. Um, and there they were like bonking away yeah um yeah i, I wonder what it was like when we went to the new company and they're like so you used to be a paramedic why <laughs> this <laughs> I guess yeah move- I, I think it's quite lucky that they didn't ask for references yeah. in that instance and i would like to think that your old employer wouldn't be like yeah we fired them for fucking in the back exactly. of an ambulance like why ruin their everybody shags everybody does it we've all been there we're still a bird <laughs> <laughs> um we're gonna do some more sex confessions but let's have a little bit of blink 182 first Josie, you're my source of most frustration. Now, before we go back into sex confessions, Dino, did you hear about Pride Boxing last week? No. Um, so it was an amazing little event as part of Pride in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got a load of LGBT plus people and they trained them over several months and then they got them all together. Oh, wow. Um, and they battled do... each other. Yeah. <laughs> like they literally got into the ring and like fought each other. And I went along and like talked oh, to wow. some of them. Where was it? And it was absolutely incredible. It was over in West London. Oh, okay. Um, and it was just amazing. And they were all talking about, like, how difficult... They were saying getting punched in the face was hard. Yeah. Like, for the first time, somebody whacking you in the face. And they one have of gloves, them, right? They have gloves. Yeah. Um, one of them was saying that, you know, she just, like, burst into tears when she first got hit in the face. But they were all saying, like, hitting someone in the face for the first time was the hardest thing. Oh, really? Um, but just an amazing group of people. Um, we'd made, like... We put together, like, a little video package, which we're putting out on social media. Okay. So for our lovely listeners, you can see that by going over to the FUBAR Radio Twitter or the YouTube. You can see that over there. Um, but, yeah, it was a great little piece. And just shout out to them for yeah, amazing work and absolutely. just, I think, challenging ideas around, yeah. like, masculinity. Because, yeah. you know, so many people, oh, gay men aren't masculine. Yeah, think, exactly. Get them I in a the ring, that. hitting each other yeah. is next level. Yeah. Um, I think we have time for a couple more sex confessions. Um, would you like to read this one, Dina? Okay. 
I was out of data, so I once drove around with my laptop looking for free Wi-Fi purely to download porn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how wow. how desperate were you for the porn? I mean, he must it's... have been really hungover. Or she, or she <laughs> doesn't say. Um, there was once a time, and I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, <laughs> when um, me and my ex-boyfriend, we were living together, we were students, and we loved watching porn together. <laughs> and we went quite a long period, like around three months or something, without internet at home oh, at really? all um and this was the days before we had like decent data on our phones yeah. or anything this was like 10 years ago yeah um so things were very different and we actually went to the university library oh and ordered porn dvds online to be delivered uh, to us just because it was like we really liked watching porn together that was what like with popcorn no, like <laughs> not just like sit down. Like we'd like put it on and like you know, mess around with each other and stuff, and great. it was fun. So we, yeah. So this person kind of reminds yeah. me the of, of me, like, just that. No, I need to find. Yeah, Wi-Fi they need to download like an emergency DVD. <laughs> put it in a glass box. Yeah, like person after my own heart yeah. for sure, for sure. Shout like, I, I respect to them. the dedication. You know. Yeah. They didn't just go. Oh, I've got no data. They went. No, I'm going to go in my car. Yeah. I'm going to make the effort get to get out, get dressed, get in my car. <laughs> go and find Wi-Fi to find porn. It's a lot of effort to go yeah, to. That person's going to be successful. Massive respect to them. All right, the next one. I was trying to sneak out of this house during a walk of shame, but instead I fell down the stairs spilling coke <laughs> oh, all God. over myself, their walls and the carpets. <gasps> oh, awkward. Again, it's kind of the trying thing I would do. to make a secret, like, getaway. It never works, does it? Oh. Whenever you're trying to sneak out. I always find as well, Awful. like... If I'm I've at- done it before and, like, and then the door was locked and I had to go and wake him up and be like... <laughs> yeah, crawl Sorry. back up. Can't I get leave? out? <laughs> not, not like tried going out the window or anything no, like that. No, <laughs> no, but that. Funnily enough, I like saw a guy once when I was like nineteen, and he wasn't out. So we were we went out on the on the piss, and then in the morning I was um in his halls at uni. Yeah, and his mates were like, boom, 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 "Happy birthday! Open the door!" No. And, he, and he was like, he was like, "Shit! I'm so sorry, but you have to get out the window." Oh I don't my know god! I'm so I was like, "Oh my god." So then I had to climb. Luckily, it was ground floor. Climb out of um, climb out of uh, university hall's window. And and he got away with it. Like they didn't find out. I mean, saying got away with it seems wrong. I was livid. um, Yeah, I can only imagine. I didn't know he wasn't out. Oh shit. Yeah, he could have made you hide under the bed or something, (laughs) like rather than get out the window. They were like proper banging on the door. We've got a cake. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. Like, I obviously I don't want this guy to be outed before he was ready, but I just think like what a scene if they just kind of burst (laughs) in and seen the two of you in bed together. Um, Sounds like something out of a trashy movie. (laughs) All right, next one. Do you want to read this one? Okay, I'm gay, Christian, and my dad is a preacher. He now loves to gossip with me about the guys I'm dating and helps me judge them on Grinder because I came out and the happiest version of myself. Oh. oh my god, that's so lovely. So nice, especially like there's such a, an idea surrounding religion, isn't there? Yeah, like even and I mean it's it is maybe it's problematic of me to think this, but even as you started reading that, then I was like. I heard I'm gay Christian and my dad is yeah. a preacher and I thought, oh God, shit's about to get dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I guess, naughty of me because actually this yeah. is like a lovely little story and That's I love much. that your your dad's a preacher and you sit together and like 
looking at guys on grinder him being like no <laughs> any more picks <laughs> yeah no absolutely not. next yeah, yeah. one like Lock. that's that's absolutely amazing so i mean shout out to you and your dad for breaking stereotypes yeah absolutely um, that's awesome br- brilliant I, I i love you both it kind of reminds me a little bit of the the dad in love simon have you seen that movie? i haven't seen it yet oh sorry no, no spoilers no, no spoilers. spoilers just okay. go go and watch it have you it. seen call me by your name i have i the love dad call in me that. by your name <gasps> it's one of the best films i think i've ever oh, seen the peach oh. The it's peach. all about the peach. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I was ruined for days after that film. I was like sobbing, sobbing. Yeah, you know the scene with the dad when he's like, when he says about um, let this pain come. Don't oh, deny yeah, it. yeah, it's yeah, yeah. And and the end of that movie yeah. just it obliterated me. Incredible. Um, Dino, that actually brings us to the end of today's show. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure and loads of fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Great. If people, I mean, I'm sure all the lovely listeners are already stalking you all over social media, <laughs> but if they want to follow you on your adventures, where can they do that? Um, it's I'm just it's just my first and surname on my Instagram and Twitter, so Dino Fletcher. But it's Fletcher with like an S, yeah, isn't it's it? A it's German a tricky spelling. spelling. People always think it's Fletcher. So, but this is the conversation that usually goes like <laughs> Fletcher, and they go Fletcher, and I say Fletcher, and they say Thatcher. I'm like, no, no, absolutely not Thatcher. <laughs> yeah. It's F E T S C H E R. Amazing. Well, everyone should go and follow you. You've been an amazing guest. We've had a lot oh. of fun. Um, thank you for coming on, and I'm going to play you out with a little bit of Tegan and Sarah. Amazing. Thanks. See you later, guys. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.